This episode is sponsored by State Farm. Choices are great. Like with your podcasts, you get to choose what you want to listen to. And State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. That's why the State Farm Personal Price Plan helps you get the coverage you want at an affordable price and a policy that helps cover what you value most. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com today to create your State Farm Personal Price Plan. Prices vary by state. Options selected by customer. Availability and eligibility may vary. Scott for Scott's here. You ever want to grow new grass faster? Kind of like when you press the two times playback button on your podcast so you can speed through episodes. Except it's Scott's Turf Builder Rapid Grass. You're speeding your way from a thin and damaged lawn to a thicker, stronger one in just weeks. Bit too fast, maybe slow it down, okay? Let's just go back to normal speed. Get a bag of Scott's Turf Builder Rapid Grass today. It grows grass two times faster than seed alone when applied at the new lawn rate, subject to proper care. Feed your lawn. Feed it. The Purple Mafia, with your host... Paladino Joey. Well, we'll see. The doctors would disagree, but what do they know? So let's just say that you'll pay me because it's in your interest to pay me. Is it worth it? I mean, you've won. You want to wipe everybody out? I don't feel I have to wipe everybody out, Tom. It's just my enemy. That's all. My father taught me many things. He taught me, keep your friends close, put your enemies closer. These are wonderful things that we've achieved, and there's no limit to where we can go from here. Welcome to the family here on Purple Mafia. It is Sunday, October the 9th, 2011. This is episode number 98 of the aforementioned Purple Mafia. That's right, we are getting very close to a certain milestone. I'll get to that in a second. Um, but, yep, I am your host, Joey Awajan, or Paladino Joey. Thank you again, Dylan Richardson, for introducing me to you listeners out there. All right, well, the Minnesota Vikings were able to finally capture a victory today. Yeah, can you believe it? Yeah, they were finally able to capture a victory. So a few different things are going to be happening this week. And it's not just because they won, but yeah, them winning is a different thing, isn't it? Oh, 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 I'm sorry. That wasn't a very nice thing to say. But yeah, the way this season has been, them winning has been a different thing. Them not giving up a huge, nasty second half has been different. And it's different for the better. Yes, it is. Because you know what? Gosh darn it. I may be a little sarcastic at times. I may uh, poke a little fun at the uh, the purple, our purple mafia out there on the field. Um, but hey, <laughs> I love the team. I want them to win. So when it all comes down to it, it's all in good fun. It's nothing personal to anybody except maybe a certain wide receiver that wears number 87. We're going to talk briefly about him today. Oh, yeah, we're going to talk about him. Mm-hmm. You guys know who B twice is, B square. Well, <laughs> be there, B square, right? Well, I think he's going to be square because being there ain't going to cut it anymore for the Minnesota Vikings and Bernard Berrien. All right, well, I'm already getting <laughs> sidetracking just a little bit. Purple Mafia is available on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. Thank you to each and every one of you always for downloading and listening to this show. Of course, Dylan Richardson is the executive producer and founder slash creator of thesportstuff.com. You could say I'm the founder of Purple Mafia, and yes, I am, but <laughs> without him, Purple Mafia it wouldn't be on 
wouldn't be where it is today. Without Dylan Richardson, it wouldn't be where it is today. I did mention it is episode number 98. And ladies and gentlemen, being this is episode number 98, we are two away from the greatest uh, number ever. That's 100. Yes, and Dylan Richardson will be a part of episode number 99 and 100. 99 for sure, 100. It's I think I got a confirmation from him. But uh, be playing it safe, just in case. But I think he's uh, I think he's in because the Minnesota Vikings will be playing the Chicago Bears next Sunday, and they are his team. Despite the fact Dylan Richardson is a Northern California native, um, he is a Chicago Bears fan. Understandably, why they're a pretty cool organization, especially in the 1980s. You know, our head coach had a little something to do with that, being in the in the secondary years ago. Leslie Frazier, the Monsters of the Midway, the '85 Bears, the Whatever you want to call them, they're an uh, interesting team. Regardless if you liked them or not, it was a beautiful, fun rivalry with the Vikings and Chicago Bears in the 1980s and even the early 90s and still to this day. But it, I think it was more fun back then. Two black and blue defenses going at it in the Metrodome and in Soldier Field. Absolutely classic. So I can't think of a, a better team to have as the Minnesota Vikings opponent. Yes, even more than the Packers, just because I think it's more fun. Uh, to have for the 99th and the 100th episodes. The Chicago Bears will be in the conversation. Um, episode number 99 will be the preview for the Bears game. We will not preview the Chicago Bears game on episode number 98 today. We will mostly review the uh, Arizona game today. We've got several call-ins. <laughs> um, one of them is, well, it's four total. Now, the truth is, the thing is, uh, one of them is, from the San Diego game, it's because I screwed up. Uh, did not realize I had a call-in just sitting in my inbox. Somehow, someway, my idiot self missed it. And I deeply apologize to Anthony from L.A. for that. He is a, as great a caller as you can ever get on a, on a podcast. I am um, knowledge and uh, radio voice, all that good stuff. Just a good fit for this, uh, for this show. Um, he was at the game, and for me to not even play the darn call on the darn show made me makes you feel like crap so i deeply apologize and i think that colin deserves to be on this show even if it was uh you know about a month ago that call will be on this show we'll just talk briefly about what he had to say but then we have two call-ins from the kansas city game uh it's really one call kind of merged into two because it was a tiny tiny bit too long there's like a three minute limit on the voicemail thingy but that does not mean you can't call back and talk a little bit longer i mean i'm not going to get mad and say that's too long i'm not playing it so um, I think Anthony was a tiny bit worried about that. You could hear that at the beginning of the second of the the last little minute of his call. So, but no, that's no problem. Always love to have you. And of course, he briefly talks about the Arizona game today. That call in is absolutely positively on time. Um, I missed the call in for the uh, Kansas City game by a little bit because I needed to get going with the show. Unfortunately, I didn't know there was a call in before I started recording because of the roundtable group. Um, sometimes I record on Sundays, sometimes I record on Mondays. Um, so that's kind of what happened there. As mentioned, Arizona game, we have a call-in for Arizona, Kansas City, and San Diego games. <laughs> so uh, all from Anthony from L.A., and which is great. He's such a welcome caller. And that means those of you out there also are as welcome as anybody else to call in, 209-736-7877, 209-736-7877. It is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. And, uh, meaning, mention which show you're calling in for, and you'll be on air with me. You're on Purple Mafia, maybe for episode 99, or the greatest of them all, at least for the time being. <laughs> episode number 100. 
We'll be going for our 150 and 200. Those are other milestones we'll be getting going for after that, of course. We're going we're gonna to keep recording for a while, folks. I'm not going anywhere. Um, but that's the deal. we got the call-ins. Dylan Richardson, of course, we will have the preview for the Chicago Bears. We'll be recording that about probably. Uh, we'll be recording that Tuesday night, and we will hopefully, I mean, I'll obviously record episode number 100. It'll be the review of the Chicago Bears, and hopefully... Dylan Richardson will be a part of that as well. Can't think of anybody I would rather have to be a part of those two episodes, number 99 and at 100, leading into the, the biggest milestone for this show and for my podcasting career thus far. Purple Mafia getting to 100 episodes is a pretty fun feeling. Um, it'll be a nice little uh, conversation. I'm sure it will. Um, we don't really talk trash too much. There's no real reason to. I mean, <laughs> it's fun, but I mean... Yeah, we're a little bit we're a little bit old for that, I guess. In some ways, maybe we'll have a little. Maybe we'll poke fun at each other a teeny bit here and there, depending on how the game goes. I'm sure the poking will be coming more my direction. Unfortunately, uh, being the Vikings' success rate in Soldier Field, not quite what we would like. So with that, <laughs> you get the gist. I'm kind of rambling a little bit too much. I'm going to take a quick break just to give you listeners a breather, and then we'll review the Arizona game. And uh, well. We will open up actually with the call-in from uh, the call-in from Anthony from LA. As a matter of fact, that'll be the better way to do it. Stadium, I think. Uh, all in all, I'll talk to you all later. 
And I thank you for that, Colin. Anthony from L.A., of course. Uh, yeah, we'll do the San Diego one really quick. Then, of course, the KC's and all that. Uh, so, yeah, um, tale of two halves. That's kind of pretty much been the story of the season. Except, well, okay, the last two weeks, kind of. Um, it sort of was today a little bit. Uh, uh, Arizona was completely inept today in the first half, or first half and a little stronger in the second half. But anyhow, I'm getting ahead of myself already. Yeah, that was a very painful loss. I just was... Uh, that San Diego game was really, really, really frustrating for me. I mean, I was extremely upset that we didn't win that football game, to be honest for you. And I'm going to tell you, since we can reminisce about it, I'm going to tell you really briefly here that <laughs> had we won that game, do you think we wouldn't have a winning record right now? Do you think the morale and the confidence of this team wouldn't have been an unbelievably different? That's why you win early, early, early games like that when you have them in your grasp. You win them. You let it go, oh my, that can be a harbinger for what's to come for quite a while. And it can really, really do some serious damage to your team's morale uh, and the whole foundation of the entire franchise for, for, for a while, possibly. It can, at least for the season, it can be that way. Uh, if it can damage the morale of your team and maybe they don't believe in their coach as much, you know, as things continue to go down, just like any relationship, things can get ugly just from one event. And, um, well, mm-hmm. Yes, McNabb, nothing special. Of course, not horrible, nothing special. Uh, he was certainly better in the first half. Second half, he was just worthless, and that's kind of been the case most of the year. Today, I think he was better. Against Detroit, I think he was a little bit better. In Kansas City, he had better numbers than any of the other games of the regular season. Uh, McNabb is the mediocre quarterback, and um, that's just the way it is right now at this stage of his career. Perhaps with better receivers, he would look better. Um, I don't think there's any doubt that he would look better, though, granted, he had some minimal talent at wide receiver for most of his tenure in uh, Philadelphia outside of the 2004 season, where, funny, he had Terrell Owens and they went to the Super Bowl. So we'll leave that there. Uh, he also made a little comment about, uh, see, Anthony, that is, about the whole Joe Webb thing. Yeah, that's the blazer, and it's uh, was it was 0 for 1. It was ugly. It didn't work. Maybe someday it'll work. We'll see what happens. Um, Joe Webb is a wacky player. Uh, he could be a lot of talent, could make some fun things happen. Maybe a Cordell Stewart type for the Pittsburgh Steelers early on um, in his career before he was a starting quarterback because he wasn't really as successful as a starting quarterback. I actually can, can uh, compare Joe Webb to that type of player, like the Cordell Stewart, Antoine Randall L types. Webb is the next one. Um, they haven't had the most amazing careers all the time, but sometimes they're factors. Uh, and both of those, the other two have been in the Super Bowl. So, Antoine Randall L. with the Steelers, Cordell Stewart with the Steelers, ironically. So, we'll see if Joe Webb winds up there. <laughs> so, we'll leave that uh, as is for the time being. Let's get to the Kansas City calls. I'm going to put those together, of course, for Anthony. Ooh, here we go. You have the floor, Anthony. Hey, what's up, Joey? This is Anthony from L.A. Sorry I haven't called the past few weeks. It's been disappointing. I don't even know where to start for right now, even though we're 0-4. It looks like we should at least be, I mean, at least be 2-2. Two and two. This game against Kansas City was a loss. We didn't blow it. Kansas City, did. they stopped the run. I mean, they're playing 8-9 in the box for a second down, and nothing was working. Pearson couldn't get loose. Play action. Did, I mean, play action should work. We should be able to do the intermediate passing game. Nothing was working. Nothing. McNabb, it's, I hear the, the ponder uh, should come in now and start, which I don't have a problem if they throw him in at all. If they throw him in, they throw him in. Um, if they don't, because I think that McNabb, 
this is the game that he probably did lose against Kansas City, the first three. I think he played pretty all right. I mean, not great in the first game, but Tampa and Detroit, I think he played pretty solid. He could have came in um, and won those two games, and we really wouldn't be talking too much about the whole Ponder thing. I'm just worried that if they bring Ponder in too soon, that he can possibly get hurt. Maybe like after week eight, you know, if we only if we lose the next few games, um, Ponder in maybe uh, from week eight and on, maybe he gets like a half a season in. Because um, the Vikings, they're just they're they're with such good players, and they're just playing poorly mentally. They're they're not thinking too many too many penalties. The defensive line is the only position that's producing, especially with Kevin Williams in there. Jared Allen, we had two sacks today. He's back to, you know, he's back on the saddle again. I think he's at six and a half sacks in the year. Um, Safeties. Why is Terrell Johnson, like, constantly rotating with Stanford? Every time Johnson's in there, he screws something up. I saw him whip on a tackle. I saw him late on on a pass play. I mean, why are they doing that? Why are they putting both guys in? I never really see that too much. Um, as far as the coaching, I just think that they're they're new coaches, and maybe Musgrave try to get a little too fancy with the offense because our. I mean, why couldn't McNabb throw that last pass to Barry and that was out of bounds, like he threw the one to Michael Jenkins in a for a touchdown in the end zone. He threw that one to Michael Jenkins on the run on the corner right by the pylon in the end zone. The one to Barron was very similar to it, just a little bit deeper. Terrible throw. He threw like Sorry, Joey. Um, Anthony from LA, again, I got a little carried away there. I know I went a little too long for you. Uh, if you don't play these, that's cool. But um, like what I was saying, uh, McNabb threw like three or four overthrown passes or passes short of the receiver. I mean, I don't get it. I don't know what's going on with him. Um, there's drives that the team looks beautiful in. There, there's drives where the team just, they look amazing. And then there's drives where they're just shut out. They just look like they three and out. I can't, how many three and outs have we had this year? You know, I don't even know. But. Way too many because it always seems like we're getting stopped on third down and six. Or there's a third and two or a third and one and, we're, and, and we pass a deep ball. <laughs> you just run the ball. Try Give Adrian a third and one and let him run and let's see if he hits it. All right, Joey. I'm out. I'll talk to you later. And there you have it. Well, thanks for those call that that call those calls you could say Anthony <laughs> yeah he had a boy Anthony had a lot to talk about there that KC game um not the most fun game in the history of the world first and foremost yeah I mean 0-4 yeah we should we probably should be at least 2-2 and or should have been 2-2 and maybe I went as far yeah like 3-2 and now because the way the Vikings took apart Arizona um the Detroit game you're up by 21 at the half come on man uh <laughs> The Tampa Bay game, to me, still the most disappointing loss of the season as far as I'm concerned. I rank that as number one. Um, the Vikings had them beat, and there's no reason in hell they should have lost that game. I don't care how many comebacks Josh Freeman made this uh, past year, or the past season. I don't care how many comebacks he's made or has made over his brief career. Come on. It shouldn't be blowing games like that. 
the Vikings, especially at home against a mediocre football team that got obliterated today. Oh, yes, they did. Yes, they did. Tampa Bay got crushed today by the San Francisco 49ers, 48-3. to It's like, are you serious? 48-3? to Didn't Kansas City? Oh, that's right. Kansas City lost 48-3, to too. Oh, well, doggone it. Well, what does that tell you? The Vikings have lost to two teams this season that have lost to other teams, Buffalo and San Francisco, by a score of 48-3. to That is some serious stuff, folks. That's some serious stuff. Uh, good times. All right, let's get back to Anthony's call in here. I'm being a little disrespectful by uh, just kind of, like, digressing to other things. But then again, actually, not necessarily. You were talking about the 4-0 record, right? 2-2, two and two, 3 yeah, so actually not necessarily. Uh, Kansas City, yeah, did a really good job stopping the run with Adrian Peterson last week. Yeah, eight men in a box type of deal, eight or nine men in a box. It was uh, kind of like the old Tecmo Bowl game. You know, you're too dependent on your running back, and it's just, boop, they just keep flying at you, and your running back ain't going to gain anything. And um, unfortunately, Adrian Peterson struggled a bit last week because he had nowhere to go. You got, uh, you know, all those men in a box. What are you going to do? You're probably going to go down at some point, and that's what happened. Oh, my. I mean, <laughs> there's a lot to get to from this call, and, or, you know, the combination. <laughs> Bear with uh, Yep, so we'll just keep moving here. Kansas City, as mentioned, stopped the run. Um, McNabb, he believes this way up. McNabb, more, more his fault than uh, the previous games. That's kind of funny when you think about it. McNabb did have the better numbers, but overall, yeah, he missed people. He really did. He was, uh, when you need to get the big-time play, you need to be more clutch. You need to get the big-time first down. They, it just wasn't happening with McNabb, and, you know, it kind of helped us lose that football game. It sure did. Uh, of course, uh, Griffin and Sanford getting embarrassed by Dwayne Bowe and Matt Castle late in that game as well. It was not a very helpful moment. I believe it was a 49-yard touchdown uh, catch and run. You know, obviously about 40 of the yards were the pass and catch. Nine were the, the yak, I believe, 9 to 12 yak yards after catch. Um, yeah, that was ridiculous. Ponder from week 8 on, huh? Ponder from week 8 on. Uh, you're uh, afraid of him getting injured. Um... Well, I mean, anybody can get hurt at any time. That's one thing. Uh, <laughs> boy, the Kansas City Chiefs beat Indianapolis today. Ooh, a two-game winning streak for them. I just had to see that. So the Colts are the 0-5 team right now. Go Colts. Ha! Huh. Boy, oh boy. I think they were in the Super Bowl against the Saints just two years ago. Mm-mm. I know that happens when your star, superstar quarterback is out. But, yeah. Anyhow, um, week eight. It's an interesting thought, um, I guess. I mean, I wouldn't kill anybody. Uh, I suppose leaving McNabb in for now might be good. Uh, Ponder is a great learner. That's one way to really uh, argue your case there for week eight. That's a, it's an interesting idea. It's one of those things I'm not going to agree or disagree with it. It's, mm, you know, it's an interesting idea. You know, I, I mean, I'm not all the way on board and not all, and certainly not off it either. I'm kind of on the fence. It's it's kind of a cool idea, though. Um, <laughs> especially if it's a non-playoff season, then it is kind of okay to sort of semi-plan it out around things. But a lot of it plans uh, determines, well, if McNabb gets hurt, obviously, that's then it would be earlier. Also, if McNabb is just so inept, that's like, okay, just put Ponder in. McNabb is murdering us. Though, then again, McNabb isn't going to murder you. Yeah, he threw an interception today, but he isn't going to get you killed. 
He threw one interception. He didn't throw three or four like Brett Favre. Actually, he didn't throw an interception. That's right. There was a penalty. Excuse me. Excuse me. Yeah, there was no interception for McNabb. Um, that's it. exactly no interception. It was it was a penalty type of play. Um, so there you go. Uh, McNabb. It's like he's one of those guys. It's like it's like you want to bench him, but you can't sometimes. It's funny, though, statistically, you could say McNabb had his worst game of the year. I know San Diego game overall was actually the worst statistically. McNabb, yeah, we'll get to that later. i got to let Anthony talk about that later on the Arizona call because he does. I'm talking too much about today's game. Um, too many penalties in the Kansas City game, no doubt, and that's been the case all season. That can come on the coach because of lack of discipline. Jared Allen continuing to be a force all season. He was again today like he was against the Kansas City Chiefs. Funny how I'm reviewing the Chiefs game a little bit, but it's because, you know, i got to let Anthony have his time on air. Uh, yeah, the rotation between <laughs> Tyrell Johnson and Jamarcus Stanford. Yeah, I mean, up until today, you could say both of them suck. You know, I mean, Tyrell Johnson... Like, like you know, like we said, you could put Velcro on his gloves and on the football, and he wouldn't get an interception, even if it was like thrown right into his chest. He wouldn't catch it because that's just how Tyrell Johnson rolls. Um, it is the guy is not going to help you. He's just not going to help you. So rotating him and Stanford, okay, whatever. Stanford is better, but not a lot better. That's the one reason I can. That's the one excuse I can maybe think that's where the Vikings are leaning. So at the same time, yeah, I mean, whatever. <laughs> the guy is not very good, and yeah, it's plain as day that Tyrell Johnson is not very good. Stanford, well, <laughs> yeah, we'll get to him in a little bit. Andrew from L.A. Musgrave, too fancy. I don't know about too fancy. Maybe just kind of confused. I I don't know. Maybe he's not confused. Maybe his players are confused. I don't know. I <laughs> too fa- maybe too fancy in some ways and too conservative in others. So I could kind of agree with you there in that one. Uh, McNabb has been inaccurate all season. He was just as inaccurate today, and the crowd let him hear it. That was fun. We'll get to that very shortly again. The three and outs have killed the Vikings all the time. Um, and, yeah, there was a play Anthony mentioned also, yeah, and other plays. Why are we passing on short uh, third downs when you have the best running back in football and one of the most inaccurate quarterbacks and worst receiver cores in football? What the Sam Hill are we passing for on, like, on like third down? <laughs> like deep passes, I know that's kind of what he was probably leaning towards. Yeah, when he's talking about uh, being a little too fancy, you're trying to make a big play when it's third and one. Why don't we just get the Galdern first down? Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's one of those things you, you just can't answer it. Other than the coaching staff is, well, they're making decisions that aren't working. <laughs> it's like you want to. I want to just come here and say, okay, they're because the coaches are morons. Well, maybe they are. But at the same time, it's like, well, let's just to, to make it simple, they're not making the right decision. Yeah, I'm being a little diplomatic, aren't I? Kind of cute. <laughs> so, okay, so um, there you go. Let's get to the Arizona game here. Uh, the call-in from Anthony from L.A. We can finally talk Arizona and Minnesota. What up, Joey? Anthony from L.A., Los Angeles, California, future home of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Anyways, uh, first one today. Good win. I uh, want to give props to the defense. Played awesome today. Uh, rushed that passer, Kevin Cobb, all day long. And huge game by uh, Brian Robinson. He had, I think, like four tackles and a forced fumble and 
two sacks, I think. I don't know, you can probably check on that for me. But I think he had a couple of sacks. Uh and and um um the safety uh Jamar Johnson. Or no, just Sanford, Jamarcus Sanford. I'm sorry, Jamar Johnson. Jamarcus Sanford, two interceptions. Um yeah, Brian Robinson did have two sacks. Two sacks and a forced fumble. Huge game. Um with Greenway, nine tackles also. Uh but you know, the defense just did good. I mean a little a little shaky in the second half. But they're probably, you know, tired from the offense only completing 10 passes and not getting first downs from McNabb. I mean, he, he didn't lose the game or anything, at least. But, I mean, just kind of dismal game for 10 completions, you know, out of 21 passes, 169 yards, no touchdowns. Ran one in, uh, you know, which is good, I guess. But, you know, I just want to get – you know you've got a win and you feel good about the win, but it's like, God, it was ugly on, on passing. I mean, we just can't pass. I mean – I don't get it. I don't understand. I mean, he's a good quarterback. He's got these huge arms. You should be able to cannon. What is up with all these bounce passes to Percy Harvin and, and that are, uh, you know, four yards from the line of scrimmage and he bounces the pass to him or, or throws it over his head. Yeah, I, I can't, I can't, I don't get it. I don't get it. I mean, I'm glad the team won. I'm happy about that. Adrian Peterson just beast carrying people for that touchdown on the second, uh, I think it was the second touchdown. Uh, right up the middle, draw play at a shotgun. And uh, he just—you uh, can't say enough about him. Great game, great game by him. 122 yards, 29 carries. That's that's what we like to see, you know. I mean, but still, McNabb should have completed at least 15 of those passes easily that were wide open, overthrown passes. I um, can't take much more of this, man. Can't take much more of that on that on, on quarterback. Anyway, all right, I'll join us later. And thank you always for your calling and your your callings and your contributions to the show, Anthony from LA. You are outstanding. Thank you for that oh so very much. Very nice to hear the thought of Los Angeles being the home of the Jacksonville Jaguars and not the Minnesota Vikings. So nice to hear that. Um, of course, yeah, I know you'd rather see the Vikings there in terms of well, it's the team that's your team. Though at the same time, I'm uh, you're probably not in a hurry to see us lose our team here in Minnesota. So I do appreciate that. Um, one quick question. I mean, if the Jaguars move there, you'll still be a Viking fan, right? Just just gonna just clarifying. I'm sure you probably will be. Um, yeah, the Jaguars, the L.A. I'm sure they'll change their name, but maybe not. Who knows? I mean, the Jaguars don't live in Jacksonville anymore than they live in L.A. I don't think. Just like lakes aren't in L.A. Ahem. Thank you so very much uh, to that old, old and tired franchise. Yeah, right. They're not that. <laughs> Okay, Derek Fisher's old and tired. Phil Jackson's old and tired, but yeah, yeah, those <laughs> was it 15, 16 NBA titles aren't exactly tired though, unfortunately. Okay, it's 16, isn't it? Those sons of guns. <laughs> Anyhow, enough of that. You're already going off topic. Yeah, Arizona Cardinals. Hi. Yeah, remember them? Yeah, they're, they're they played the Vikings today, so I better get to that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, um, the defensive line, Anthony, amazing today, wasn't it? Yes, it was. It's funny just how eerily similar it was to last season. The Arizona Cardinals kind of, you know, temporarily saved uh, Brad Childress's job. The Vikings, they made a ridiculous comeback on that particular day. I remember, they're getting crushed at home by the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, was it Derek freaking Anderson was the starting quarterback? How about that? Derek Anderson, the team definitely in search of a full-time starting quarterback to replace the awesome, spectacular Kurt Warner. Uh, Kevin Cobb, an upgrade from Derek Anderson, but not so much. 
you know, I thought he was better than this. Uh, he is good, but not that good. He's not that good. Um, today would have been the kind of day you would have thought McNabb or Kevin Cobb were going to blow up. It would have been a great day to have either one of them on your fantasy football team. Okay, well, not really. <laughs> Kevin Cobb outplayed Donovan McNugget, as Chris Tucker mentioned. Oh, and by the way, we're going to get to your Facebook uh, page uh, comments and, and the Twitter replies. Yeah. So don't worry about that, Dan Taylor and others out there, Tony Coleman and, and all you great uh, posters out there. Thank you all so very much, your contributors. Um, don't don't worry, I haven't forgot about you. Just uh, you know, getting the call-ins through and uh, getting other topics done. But, yeah, they really rushed Cobb all day. Two, yes, and it was two sacks by Brian Robinson. I, I cannot believe how good Brian Robinson is. I mean, he's the kind of guy who, like Latre Guyon, except he's better right now, uh, like Latre Guyon, though, in limited playing time, was extremely efficient, extremely effective in limited playing time when he was given the opportunity to play. Brian Robinson was always getting in there and getting the job done. And, uh, man... <laughs> Strong comment by uh, Anthony. So, um, I believe he talked about that he's a great replacement for Ray Edwards. It might be on the Facebook group. Now I'm getting confused. But whoever said it, and I think it may have been Anthony. <laughs> Forgive me if it isn't. I'll find out very shortly. Um, that, yeah, a uh, very suitable replacement for Ray Edwards. Uh, he's actually been more effective than Ray Edwards in the the pass rushing department. That's for sure. Brian Robinson is fantastic. As long as he can avoid some little dumb penalties here and there, the guy is in is a very good football player. Extremely effective in limited time. Well, wasn't in limited time. Now he's a starter, and bam, ba boom, he's going to be a ten sack guy. I mean, it's plain as day he's going to be a ten sack guy. I mean, who who knows how good Brian Robinson is going to be when his career is all said and done? Uh, Sanford with two interceptions today, extremely effective. Um, having a safety that's capable of some ball hawking. Oh my God, has it been a while? Yeah, we had Darren Sharper, and he led the league in interceptions back in, what year was it, 05? Yes, 05. But, yeah, that was then, and this is now. It's been a long time. It has been a really long time since we had a ball hockey secondary, and uh, I'm very impressed with Demarcus Sanford in that sense. Ryan Cook, I, or excuse me, Chris Cook, very effective today. He had a pass deflection. Chad Greenway had a pass deflection. Uh, Cedric Griffin pass deflection, Jared Allen pass deflection, and Kevin Williams. But no, the uh, Jared Allen was excellent today as well. He really, excuse me, yeah, Jared Allen was excellent. He did have two sacks. Again, Brian Robinson and Jared Allen with multiple sacks apiece. Jared Allen has been a consistent, absolute monster today. He did get poked in the eye, but he is out playing. He's okay. He said, yeah, I can see, and we'll have it checked out, but, I, but it should be fine. <laughs> Very cool comment he made in the immediate post-game interview with... Uh, Greg Coleman of the Minnesota Vikings Radio Network. It was before the players even went off the field. It was literally within seconds after the final uh, cannon went off or whatever. Uh, just a very fun game. Asher Allen, was, as I was mentioned, he got an interception. He was very effective today. Antoine Winfield did not play. So guys like Asher Allen, Chris Cook, um, <laughs> and of course... Uh, Cedric Griffin and others, uh, just, you know, absolutely having to pick up the slack for Antoine Winfield being out, absolutely uh, showed what they could do today, you know, against a fairly dangerous, <laughs> a fairly dangerous uh, quarterback and receiver combination, 
it's not working that great in Arizona, but it isn't that bad. Kevin Cobb struggled today because of the defensive line, not because his receivers stink or because he necessarily stinks. The defensive line was pretty good. Kevin Cobb, though, obviously no Kurt Warner uh, or anybody like that level. But um, it was, hey, a very, very nice job by some young some young uh, secondary players, <laughs> cornerbacks, we'll say, stepped up and played really well. Yeah, you know, like Jamarcus Sanford, he stepped up as well. When you're missing a guy like Antoine Winfield, who is as valuable as anybody in that secondary, you need a young guy to step up, a young guy or three to step up, and that's kind of what happened in today's football game. I was very happy with uh, what took place. I was a little bit worried coming in with the poor play of the secondary and a dangerous quarterback and probably the best receiver in all of football. <laughs> I mean, how, how could you not be at least a little bit worried? Other than maybe like Johnson over in uh, Houston, he's probably the best receiver in football. Andre Johnson with the Houston Texans. They almost called him the Houston Arrows. That's a minor league hockey affiliate for the Minnesota Wild. By the way, Brave the Wild is available on the sportsstuff.com and iTunes. <laughs> hockey show. Yeah, do check that out. I recently recorded a season preview for all you hockey fans out there. So, yeah, throwing that out there. Uh, anyhow, great job by the secondary today. Kevin Cobb not exactly kicking major butt in the, in the Metrodome today. He completed 50% of his passes. That's right, 50% of his passes. 21 for 42. And he threw two interceptions. Richard Bartell threw an interception as well later on. Oh, goody, good for him. That, that was one of the ones to, uh, that was the second one to Sanford. A nice quarterback rating of 5.6. Uh, Kevin Cobb's quarterback rating 46.9. And now, well, the final subject Anthony brought up, Donovan McNabb, 10 of 21. 10 of 21, good for uh, about 47%. Oh, wow. Oh, come on, man. Go Donovan. That's right. Go Donovan McNabb. That's uh, that's great. <laughs> that's great. You know, nice effort, Donovan. Well, not really. <laughs> but whatever. It's just one of those things. Hey, we won the football game. That's what matters. The running game was ridiculous. Oh, so spectacular. 29 rushes, 122 yards, 4.2 a carry. A long of only 24, but three gone, three touchdowns, all in the first quarter. Oh, and by the way, Donovan McNabb also ran in a touchdown later on in the game. That was the fourth touchdown by the Vikings. Not bad at all. Then we also had three, uh, two field goals by Ryan Longwell. He actually missed a 41-yarder at one point in this game, which made people scratch their heads a little bit, kind of wondering, wow, where was that? Uh, by the way, special teams outstanding today, Marcus, Marcus Sherrill's he looks very good. Uh, I think the special teams absolutely obliterated the uh, Arizona special teams in today's particular game. Uh, Chris Cluey owned, and I mean owned, Arizona with his punts. Um, you know, they couldn't really make many returns thanks to him. In fact, there was absolutely no punt returns in this game because of Chris Cluey. Zero. Zero punt returns in this game. It was all touchbacks. Great job <laughs> by Chris Cluey. Absolutely spectacular kickoffs, well, not too bad either, 23 average, not spectacular or bad in either case, Marcus Cheryl's looking awfully, awfully good as a punt returner, 23, averaged about 23 yards per punt return, in fact, he got 23 and 21 in his two punt returns in this particular game, the kick returns by Lorenzo Booker, not bad either, just a very, very spectacular game, field position absolutely on the Viking side the entire way, time of possession, favored the Arizona Cardinals 31-29 to essentially. Very even in that sense. 
So the game wasn't really one of those where you're biting your fingernails and scared and frustrated. It was just, you know, it was a football game, I guess, in terms of statistics. They're, actually, a lot of the stats are fairly close. The quarterbacks did not do well. The running backs did decent. Uh, Beanie Wells, certainly not spectacular, but not completely horrible. He was average. At, uh, he, was in a, he was slightly above average, we'll say. Maybe average to slightly above average. In fact, his long was only nine, which is pretty low for a starting running back in the NFL, but mm, whatever. The Vikings run defense has been pretty good for a pretty darn long time. Ryan Longwell actually did get a 53-yarder late in the game. That was the last point, 34-10 to 10 overall for Ryan Longwell. Uh, excuse me, 34-10, to 10, of course, the final score, but yeah. Two field goals by Mr. Longwell, one missed. He uh, had 16 in a row before <laughs> he missed that 41-yarder, which was kind of like, hmm, made you kind of a little frustrated saying, where, 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 did, where, where was that? You know, what happened? What happened? <laughs> I can't answer that one, guys. I can't. So before I get too, too deep into the actual uh, tweetbacks and the uh, Facebook group, we're going to look at the wonderful, spectacular <laughs> second half by the Vikings. Well, it's official now. It is an 80... Uh, excuse me. It is officially 87 to 19 right now. 87 to 19. Excuse me. It is uh, 87 to 22. 87 to 22 is now the... Um, score for the Vikings opponents. The Vikings opponents lead 87-22 to in the second half of football games. The Minnesota Vikings lose 7-6 to in the second half of this particular game. But, hey, <laughs> they, only lost, they only lost one more today. Just one. <laughs> so, at least we can breathe a little bit easier about that for the time being. 87-22 to is officially your uh, good old-fashioned second half opponents uh, <laughs> butt-kicking still at this point. But, again, they didn't gain any more, did they? Well, they gained one. They did gain, but they gained only one this, in this particular game. So we can rest a little more easy there. Uh, we'll get to the Twitter mentions first, since that's kind of where things stand at this particular time. Lots of responses by Dan Taylor. Appreciate those always so very much by Dan Taylor. Then we'll get to the Facebook group. So twitter.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show. Twitter.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show. Dan Taylor may have jumped in a little late, or he's just having fun. He's like, what's going on? 21-0? to I'm so confused. And Yeah, because it was still the first quarter. Yeah, that's why he's confused. It was so darn quick. It's like, what the heck? Taylor says again about when I mentioned, I think Arizona is just this bad, I guess, this time. or uh, <laughs> I'm not uh, not quite as worried this time around, or I'm sure it's hard not to worry. But Arizona, for once, could be this bad. His Dan Taylor's response is, I think they are, but I worry what happens now. <laughs> They have to throw what happens now because they have to throw all the time because, yeah, Vikings secondary tends to get beat in the second half of games when the other team is trying to make a comeback. When you're trying to make a comeback, the clock is not on your side, therefore you pass more than you run. When you're ahead, you run more than you pass, unless you're the Vikings. You just kind of do whatever, and you have lots of three and outs because we're too dependent on the run. Then there's eight men in the box because Donovan McNabb can't throw a pass, so there's going to be eight men in the box a lot against Adrian Peterson, so when you can't run, you can't pass, and when you can't pass, you can't run, and when you can't do either one, you're going to be punting. Oh, goody. you got to love that. Uh, Dan Taylor says, looking good so far, and we never lose when we have a first-half lead. Hee-hee! <laughs> Sense a little sarcasm there by Dan Taylor. 
Oh, of course, he was being sarcastic. Because, oh, no, we've, we haven't lost three uh, second-half leads this year. We're not trailing. We weren't trailing, what, 87 to 16 at that particular time, were we? Yeah, we were. <laughs> yeah, we were. That was fun. Oh, yeah, it was fun, all right. No, not really. Um, <laughs> Dan Taylor says a double reverse in the second half. Wow, finally some imagination. That was kind of a cool play, actually. It was very, very enjoyable. It, uh, But unfortunately, it was short-lived because the Vikings offense kind of did its usual dump-taking early in the third quarter, which always sets the tone for a real fun second half for Viking fans. It was not a very fun second half, really, to watch, but at least Arizona could not seem to get things rolling. Dan Taylor scared to death. He says this game was terrifying, but at least we got three points there. Yeah, we did get a field goal. In fact, we got two in this game, but yeah, we got a small, we got at least a small scoring drive. That 53-yard kick. No, that wasn't a 53-yarder. That was a 40-something yarder by uh, good old-fashioned Ryan Longwell. In fact, that was actually a 26-yarder. Excuse me. We were very close <laughs> to something. I believe that was when we had an interception that was called back during that drive. That was a holding, I believe, penalty on one of the. Arizona secondary. Um, Jenkins threw a deep play uh, penalty in the game. That was nice. Arizona had a lot of calls against them today. Just, they did not play very well, and they made lots of penalties. Matthew Deary says <laughs> it looked like Wells got it. Yeah, that was a yep. That was on a fourth down play. Arizona should have probably converted that one. They did convert a fourth and ten, but they could not convert the fourth and twenty-two. Much later, uh, unfortunately for them just to some dumb penalties. Oh, yes, that was when uh, Arizona actually had a touchdown pass to Larry Fitzgerald, and then, oh, shoot, there was a holding penalty. So Arizona's penalties really killed them down the stretch. In fact, they looked a lot like Minnesota did earlier in the year when they were gaining momentum, and then, boom, penalty. Absolutely ridiculous. Now Jared Allen has a new nickname, by the way, and uh, Den Taylor mentioning it. Jared Allen, the one-eyed monster. Awesome. <laughs> Got it like that. He also says, uh, Jared Don Taylor says, I'm not getting excited even this late. Just keeping my eye on the clock because, yeah. Luckily, Adrian Peterson was getting those, though. Um, Don Taylor also amazed by two interceptions in one game, and it ended up being three. But to say two interceptions for a safety is absolutely positively unbelievable. Um, that was really cool. So thank you, Dan Taylor and Matthew Deary, officially responding today in the tweets. Really nice to hear from you guys. Those of you out there, please do, uh, hey, follow me on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show, twitter.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show. Don't be shy. Be, uh, come on and follow. Don't be afraid to mention or talk, whatever, tweet, tweet with me, reply with me during the game. I'll more than likely get back to you, and you'll get to hear what you had to say on air. Don't be shy about that. I mean, hey, there's nothing to be shy about. Nobody's going to come hunt you down. Because you said, "Wow, McNab McNab stinks today." You know, don't worry about it. Don't be so. Don't be scared. Just enjoy, have some fun. It'll be very cool indeed. So let's get to the Facebook page. That's right, the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show. Um, Andre Caravong mentioned a couple of uh, my buddy from uh, my old school, Maranatha Christian Academy. Those of you out there may, some of you may have heard of that. Most of you haven't. Um, he makes a comment about the football game, at least a couple of them. I'll say, I'll mention those. Uh, these were not on the actual Purple Mafia group, but I'll mention them anyway. I'm sure he'd like to hear it. Um, 
And Andre, don't be afraid to join that Purple Mafia page, by the way, if you're listening. Purple, uh, excuse me, Facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia show. He says, Larry Fitzgerald comes home. He's going to have 200 yards receiving and three touchdowns today. Well, Adrian Peterson had three touchdowns, but Larry did not. We're lucky in that case that our young secondary members did step up in a big way with Antoine Winfield out. Andre asked, which jerseys do you own now of current players? I say none. Uh, I'm wearing a t-shirt, a t-shirt, which is kind of like a replica of a jersey with Donovan McNabb on it. Um, Yeah, McNabb, number five McNabb. So, (laughs) it's kind of like a t-shirt, jersey. I like to wear the quarterback uh, jersey or shirt on game day. I just like to always wear the quarterback because you figure he's kind of the main, he's kind of like the main cog coming in. So, I figure I'll do that and that's the guy right now. So I'll probably get a Ponder shirt or jersey later on, depending on how successful Ponder is. <laughs> I figured just get the McNabb shirt. I just didn't feel like spending the cash to get a jersey for McNabb at this point in time, especially being they only signed him for one year. Um, yeah, I kind of thought he was going to be a little more successful, but whatever. I'm talking too much already, so we will move on very quickly here. Yes, we will. Lots of nice talks by all of you out there. Dan Taylor, very active on both the Facebook page and on the Twitter account. Appreciate that also very much, but other members also joining in do appreciate that out there. Lots of posting once again. Uh, <laughs> the Chief Zone says special thanks to Joey. This is, of course, Farzine Vesugian, who joined last week's show. He says uh, special thanks to Joey, the host of Vikings podcast, Purple Mafia Show, Minnesota Vikings Show for having me on as a guest this week. So you are also very, very welcome. I do appreciate that also very much, uh, Farzeen. Always welcome on this show. We'd like to get him back on as soon as possible. That would be oh so spectacular. In fact, I got a little bit of my head of myself reading that. There are lots of posts this week. Holy cow. Um, 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 um. Tony Coleman says that the uh, <laughs> posts a disappointing article saying that stalled Padian push Pushing Vikings coach to L.A. NFL rumors from Fan Nation. Yeah, a scary, scary little article from Fan Nation there. Um, hey, the legislature and the governor and all these people in this town, the quote-unquote this town, this state, this whatever it is, please need to get this done. Need to get a stadium done for the Minnesota Vikings. As I've said numerous times, the lease is up. So let's please get this done. I mean, come on. I don't want the Mike Vikings to move to Los Angeles. We've already lost a purple and gold team. In fact, they were blue and gold at the time, but they're purple and gold now to the Los Angeles uh, area. And they won, what, 11 titles since? So, yeah. <laughs> kind of sucks. Kind of pisses me off that that happened. Um, we're happy for the city of Los Angeles. They have enough money and enough <laughs> glitz and glory. No offense, Anthony from L.A., but I'm just saying, you know, we to lose our most valuable French sports franchise, that would just... You know, we already did lose our most valuable one at the time, the Lakers. Let's not lose the Vikings, too, okay? Please. Nick Borboom says, OMG, 0-4. What does this team have to do to get their collective butts in gear and play some good football? I have never seen this before, and I'm disgusted by it. I mean, WTF. How much more can the fans take? Maybe it's time to have... To burn the team to the ground and start from scratch, how long does it take to rebuild an NFL team? How much more do we have to wait? 
once somebody has an answer, let me know. I hate to say this, but I see this kind of playing from the Gophers, but not the Vikings. Hate me for what you like it. I'm just speaking my mind. And Nick, you get a gold star for everything you said. Yes, that's right. You get a gold star. Thank you oh so very much for the passion, Nick. Um, that's the thing. Yeah. Well, and I'm sure you have to burn some of it to the ground. Certain players aren't going to be back. You got Well, you already got rid of Favre and Pat Williams. Oh, we missed them so very much right now. Not. Uh, Pat Williams, okay, maybe we missed him for the run clogging, but he wasn't that good anymore. He was getting old. Um, and the Gophers losing 58 to nothing last week. That was uh, beyond ridiculous to the Michigan Wolverines. Yeah, I, I, I <laughs> yeah, and they got pounded again this week. Uh, I, I, I don't even want to think about Gover football. They're so, <laughs> you know. Mm. This is what I'm going to say about Gover football, and I'll say it right here, right now, very briefly. This is what a Gover football team looks like when it was recruited by uh, a guy by the name of <laughs> Tim Brewster. Yeah, Basement Brew. Tim Brewster recruited that football team on that field because, you know, none of uh, Jerry Kill's recruits are on the team right now. Tim Brewster was here for four years, so these are all the recruits by Tim Brewster. Yeah, thank you for everything, Tim. We appreciate it so very much. Uh, let's hope Jerry Kill has a slight more success with recruiting. His coaching, well, I don't think it's necessarily bad, but it's not great either. When you're a college football coach, you're basically the coach and the GM. And, um, well, Tim Brewster was the, probably the worst in history. In fact, he would have to be Minimum with the Gophers, who have had some doozies. But, uh, yeah, minimum, but maybe the worst in Division One football history. Tim Brewster. Okay, enough of that. Dan Taylor says, as a rule, it usually takes three or four solid drafts to build a good team. The Lions are on their third draft in the Schwartz era, and look what's happened to them. I think we're one good draft and a free agent or two for being back in the mix. Not bad. Not a bad thought there, Dan. That's pretty cool. Uh, Jim Schwartz. And the Detroit Lions are uh, looking pretty good. In fact, I think they're probably going to beat the Chicago Bears, and I think they're going to win a lot of football games. We're going to talk about the Detroit Lions-Chicago Bears game tomorrow, or, you know, that's, yeah, it's kind of, the game's going to happen tomorrow. We'll talk about that Tuesday night when, yeah, me and Dylan Richardson will be on the air for the first time together on this show. We've been on the air on NFL East to West in the past and on the Chiefs zone uh, not, not too long, yeah, about two weeks ago. That was pretty fun with Spencer Ellerbush. And Farzeen Vasugian, the host of the Chief Zone. But um, all on the sportsstuff.com, by the way. Uh, but yeah, I think Detroit wins that football game. They're, they're, heck, they're at home, too, so that makes their chances a little bit better. Just an awesome football team. Uh, very well built. Great thoughts. Dan Taylor, you are as good a poster as there is. Like, spectacular. Nick Barroom says, I do agree with you, Dan. I just hope they don't disappoint all their fans and make it up to them. But they get good, but they get good, then suck, bust out, then get busted up. <laughs> the vicious cycle of events needs to stop. You're right, Joey. Football is getting unglamorous here. I hate to admit it. Yeah, because I said, yeah, it's like speaking your mind is what you do best, Nick. I really do appreciate your passion and honesty. Minnesota football in general is getting ugly fast. Um, yeah. <laughs> Nick, yeah, yeah. I mean, awesome. Nick and Dan, two of the most passionate posters there are. I mean, woo. That was great. Great stuff. And um, everybody's always free to agree and disagree with each other. 
But with those, uh, you know, there's always going to be something I might disagree with. But with those those two uh, posts right there, I'm pretty much those are pretty much gold in, in my eyes. I can't really find anything to disagree with there. Sebastian Balls with an awesome comment here says, "Yes, I have iTunes back and just got Purple Mafia. Yes, and boy, does it feel nice to be wanted." And I appreciate that, Sebastian, very, very much. You are super loyal, super cool. Thank you so much, Sebastian. I say thank you, thank you, thank you, and he's like, "No problem." And uh, he says, "Well, now, now I get it whenever I want. <laughs> My own laptop with iTunes on it, so we're all good." Besides McNabb, so there you go. Great to have you on, Sebastian. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Shout out to you. Don't be afraid to call in sometime, Sebastian. Don't don't be shy. It's fun. 209-736-7877. 209-736-7877. Dan Taylor puts posts an interesting onion article. Tony says he loves the onion. <laughs> Vikings sticking with Nat McNabb because they hate him. That's kind of funny. Uh, I'm going to read this little the little mini headline underneath, a subline, whatever it says. <laughs> the press conference Tuesday, Minnesota head coach Leslie Frazier made it clear Don and McNabb remain the team's quarterback for the foreseeable future, as Frazier and every other person in the Vikings organization completely despises a 12-year veteran. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Um, yeah, you guys should check that out. You guys should check that out. That's funny. Check out that article. The Onion is awesome. Taylor says, Dan Taylor, that is from the UK, says, maybe the Vikings are finally seeing since Bernard Berrien is inactive. Okay, here you go. And thank you, Dan Taylor, for the segue, because it's time to talk about Bernard Berrien. Yeah, we're going to talk about B squared. Be there or B square, Bernard. So, well, if you're B squared, you are going to be square, because you're not going to be there. Ooh, that was creative, wasn't it? And Dan, and Bernard Berrien's... <laughs> About as creative a wide receiver as a walrus. The guy has alligator, walrus, whatever the heck, arms. And uh, he adjusts to a football about as well as a walrus would. Or or maybe maybe a, a snail or, or a slug. You know, a slug puts in about the same effort Bernard Berrien does to a pass that isn't directly in his chest. I mean, the ball needs... To be directly in the bullseye for Bernard Berrien to catch it, the guy doesn't even try to make an adjustment for a football. <laughs> so, now that I've ranted probably way more than I need to about him, I've given him way too much airtime due to the fact he is a complete non-entity to this franchise. Ever since that pretty good New Orleans Saints NFC Championship game, he has been a non-entity to this franchise. In fact, he was nothing the entire season in 2009. He was decent in 08 his first year here with Gus Farad. <laughs> but, you know, I was just this I was this close to just like saying, okay, screw it. I'm probably picking on him too much. I'm just going to leave him alone and they'll cut him when they cut him. You know, they'll cut him at the end of the year or something. Maybe Terrell Owens per a source, an inside source that, uh, <laughs> or let's just say, yeah, a source that talks to me. I, I won't give out his name just to be respectful. Uh, possible Terrell Owens, uh, a, a Berrien cut and make a move on Terrell Owens. That's just a small, it's a small rumor out there. We'll see what happens. If it happens, well, there, my source was right. Um, and he knows who he is because I got a text message from him this afternoon. Wink, wink. Um, but, um, and he does listen to this show. <laughs> um, but anyhow, it is, uh, 
amazing to think what he what Bernard Berrien said. I I, I was going to step away from him, but when you get him saying, "Well, I've I've been open all these years," and then for the, <laughs> somebody to, uh, I forget which representative it was. I don't even want to, and you know, it doesn't basically a representative that is uh, he's crippled and everything. Now, Bernard Brain did not know this, and it's like, okay, we don't need to make a huge thing out of that because he didn't know it, and he wasn't picking on a crippled guy because he's a complete jerk. No, he didn't know, so let's just leave that where it is. Um, but when the, the guy called him out saying, well, why don't you make a play for once, and then Bernard Brain is like, well, why don't you come down to the facility and watch video with me, buddy? Come on, let's see it. Why don't you come and see it before you run your mouth? Watch video with Bernard Brain. To see how open he is for the last four years, you've been open. Oh, I'm not gonna. And then he, then the Star Tribune video. Oh, <laughs> the Star Tribune video. Just the defiant attitude this sob has, saying, "Oh, I'm not gonna. I'm not calling out any quarterbacks or anything." But hey, I've been open for four years. You can, <laughs> you can watch the video. I'm not changing my mind about what I said. Well, Bernard, we have been watching a lot of video, especially this year and last year, when the ball is pretty darn. It's some. It's pretty. It's fairly near your vicinity. Now some passes are just badly overthrown and badly underthrown, but some are close enough for you to at least you know make a small adjustment. Maybe catch the ball. Yeah, maybe you could catch the ball sometimes. It'd be nice. So that's the video I've been seeing. Um, if you really truly have been as open as you're saying, <laughs> well, <laughs> somebody's somebody out there is missing you, and I'm sure some of the quarterbacks have missed Bernard Berrien, and I'm sure they've missed every other receiver in the National Football League several times, multiple times a game, probably. Yeah, you think Devin Aroma to do isn't open sometimes? You think Vasante Shenko isn't open sometimes? You know, or Chris Carter in the past, or Moss? You think they haven't been open in the past, and the quarterback missed them? But boy, oh boy, Bernard Berrien is the biggest victim in football. Oh, and by the way, because he can't catch the ball, Oh, he's a victim because people say, well, you're a wide receiver, you should be catching it because that's your job. And you're not catching it. Just like you, this team needs a three-point shooter and you sign a guy who's, well, specifically coming to your team to be a three-point specialist in the NBA and he shoots 20%. Well, you're not quite doing your job, are you, uh, Bernard? Well, no, you're not. So <laughs> it's kind of the old saying that Brent Jacobson said on a call, I mean, man, do I miss you. Man, you know. I miss Brent Jacobson, if you're listening. Don't let the door hit you where the good Lord splits you. <laughs> Plain and simple. Um, this guy is complete garbage. Complete garbage. And he can take his attitude to the uh, to the Arena Football League. Yes, he can. And that's about where he's going to be with that attitude. So thanks for, the, uh, thanks for the material, Bernard. Be square. Be there or be square. So be square. Not be squared, just be square. See ya. You get the idea. Those of you out there. <laughs> Thank you for uh, getting me going. Very much so. And it was, it, it's just an amazing, amazing comment by be squared. Sorry for the sounds you may be hearing here. My little tinkering over here. Um, Tony Coleman putting up a very interesting sign, a picture of a sign. It says, when I die, I want the Minnesota Vikings to be my ball bearers so they can let me down for the last time. Ouch. <laughs> That's funny. That's a good sign. Yeah, if you put a picture of a sign up there, that was pretty funny. Ouch. It, it hurts, but it's 
true. You know, <laughs> Coleman says, this is insane. Where has this Vikings team been all season, and will they go away during halftime? Come on, boys, keep it up. How similar was it to last year when the Vikings looked like the 2009 Vikings last season in the 2010 crappy season? Brett Favre had a career day because the Arizona Cardinals defense was that bad. Yep, it was. And Jared Allen, guys like that, had like career days because Arizona was so bad, they let the Vikings pull off a ridiculous, historical, just ass-whooping second half last year against them. Mm-hmm. Well, Arizona is that team, I guess, for the Vikings to just pound and beat up and uh, look better. Detroit had been that. They won't be anymore. Just like in the early 90s when the Detroit Lions are one of the scarier teams on the Vikings schedule. <laughs> yeah. Anyhow, let's continue. Tony Coleman says, The second half is a new game. Let's see if our guys can finally not blow a 25-point lead. And, and they didn't. Oh, so very much for that. In fact, the Arizona Cardinals only managed 10 points in the Dome today. Coleman says, Wow, finally. And it's like, Agreed very much. Dan Taylor says, Ladies and gentlemen, that that is a win. Doesn't it just feel better? Yeah. <laughs> it does feel better. There is no doubt about it. Final couple comments here. Dan Taylor and Cedric Paulding. Cedric Paulding making his <laughs> making his his name be heard here. It's very nice to hear from him. Yeah, po- po- post more often, Cedric. We love you. You know, it's a great poster. So, uh, Dan Taylor, very, 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 very active. Very much appreciated member of this Perfumavia Nation, as I've mentioned way too many times already. <laughs> right? Some of you fans out there, I'm sure Dan loves it, though. Uh, he says, some game notes to think about. McNabb is still awful, throwing too many balls into the ground. AP is awesome and was dragging half the Cardinals D into the end zone with him on his TDs. Robinson is more than equal to Ray Edwards. He was all over called. Allen is a beast. And now has the amazing nickname, the one-eyed monster. But craziest of all, we had three interceptions, including two by Sanford. A safety on the Vikings got two picks. Awesome. <laughs> and that is also very true. Amazing to see a safety on the Vikings get two interceptions. That is spectacular, awesome, and also very much. That was a lot. That's a lot to that's a lot to chew on, Dan. Yes, it is. You know, kind of like Anthony from LA. You know, you guys like to bring up a lot of points. Very cool. Yeah, that's who mentioned the Ray Edwards. There you go. It was Dan Taylor. So I apologize for my kind of confusion there because I was reading that earlier. Um, Robinson has been awesome, man. Robinson has been awesome. Allen is Allen might have a career year. I mean, Jared Allen might get twenty sacks this season. Yeah, he just might. If he keeps it up, he who knows how many he's gonna get. He's gonna get like thirty if he keeps it up. Okay, that's kind of wild. But uh, Robinson, uh, Robinson, I will be shocked if he doesn't get ten to twelve sacks this year. Awesome. You know, it's a shame. It'd be a shame to see a couple of awesome bookend defensive ends play as well as they are and have like a worthless season and finish 6-10. and 10. That would be quite disappointing and might be where we're heading. Mm. Yeah, it might be. Anthony Batista, Anthony from LA says, why is Tyrell Johnson still in the rotation on safety? That's the million dollar question that we talked about earlier. Yeah, what the hell? What the hell? Good question. Good question indeed. Cedric Paulding said, we finally saw Vikings football today. What a great win for this team and all Viking fans. Can't agree more. The Vikings fans out there needed it. Yes, they did. There's always some stuff we can rant about, even after a game like that, just by guys like Bernard Berrien. Yeah, who again was inactive today for a good reason. They said disciplinary action. How about you just cut the guy instead of bench him? Just, just cut him. Just cut him. 
please cut him. Just, just do it. Like, I don't know what you're afraid of, Leslie Fraser. Is, uh, is, uh, are you two married secretly, or what's the problem here? I just don't know. Okay, they're not married. That's kind of getting a little controversial there, but still. Where are you, Leslie Fraser and Vikings organization on Bernard Berrien? Where are you guys? Hello? Hello, McFly? McFly? Anybody home? Thank you so very much. All right, so thank you again, all of you that were kind enough to post. I appreciate you guys so very much. That was that was really cool. Uh, make a final comment about the game here before we start talking Bears next in the next game. I'll conclude the show, and we'll be talking Bears with Dylan Richardson and him shucks in a matter of days here. Purple Mafia episode 99 will be up soon. It'll be up before next week, <laughs> before next week's football game. But uh, former Chicago Bear... So fitting that I would bring him up, this uh, former Chicago Bear up here at the end. Devin Aroma Shadu, folks. Devin Aroma Shadu. Now, he missed a... The ball was very catchable today. He, I mean, he missed a, a play today that was very catchable. But overall, i got to tell you, Devin Aroma Shadu is, is, a, is a diamond in the rough. I'm not going to come out and say he's gold. He's a guaranteed number one stud receiver in this league. But I'm telling you, he, he is a diamond in the rough. And um, I think the Vikings tapped into some untapped, got into some, have, have tapped into some untapped talent. There, I tried to say that about three, fast three times. But um, I think there's, I think the Vikings have found something here. They were digging in that dirt in the middle of the desert for anything and anything, anything and everything they could find. And they may have found a small diamond here in Devin Aroma to do. The guy has some explosivity. He is more than capable of making a big play. And then he had a 60-yard reception in today's game. He got a 31-yarder in KC last week for a touchdown. Devin Aroma to do can play football. He's not perfect. In fact, he may be like Jones of Green Bay when all said is done. He may be a pretty dangerous guy who may drop the ball once in a while, but overall... A pretty dangerous guy. That if he does hang on to the ball, he's going to have a pretty da- he's going to have a very good career, I think, in the NFL. And the Minnesota gets gets a quick clap from me. I I, I like Devin Aroma to do that. That's your Bernard Berrien replacement. You want to have a deep threat, make it Devin Aroma to do, and uh, watch Bernard Berrien play somewhere else, or play in the Arena Football League, or. Uh, do something else for his for the rest of his life. You know, he's made a lot of money. Who knows? He's made money. <laughs> but uh, Devin Aroma should do can play football. Michael Jenkins is a nice little. He's he's a nice receiver. He's not little. He's he's nice, but he's not going to knock anyone's socks off. He'll make a few jump ball touchdown type plays. Not going to, but again, not going to blow anybody away. But I'm telling you, Devin Aroma should do is a piece, and um, we'll see. We'll see. I, I'm very happy with him. I, I think he's going to be better. I think he, I'm going to say this. I think he is going to be a better football player in this league. If utilized correctly, he will have a more successful career in the NFL than Cadre Ishmael did. I think so. Uh, Cadre Ishmael was a deep threat that could not catch. Devin Aromashu Shadu is a deep threat that can catch. He's not amazing like Larry Fitzgerald at catching anything and everything that comes his way, short and deep. But I think he can play. I think he can play. And I'm very happy with that addition. So with that, we are going to get to the contact details. It's been a long one, and to think I didn't even preview the Bears game. That just shows you how much there was to get to in today's game. 
the posts, the calls, everything. Had to get caught up with Anthony from LA a bit. Um, I wish, I really wish those KC calls got to get into episode 97, but that's just one of those things, and um, that's just how it goes. So I apologize to listeners out there that might be slightly annoyed at talking too much Kansas City in this game. But hey, it's just the way it goes. Don't be afraid to call in. Even if that happens, I'll gladly put you on air. I don't think anybody's really annoyed. If anybody is, I'd probably hear a complaint by now. And if you want to complain, go right ahead. You know, I mean, we're here to listen to anything you got to say. Live at yahoo.com is where you can, you know, email me comments about the show or you want to get in touch with me about anything and everything you want. Of course, Purple Mafia Facebook page and all that good stuff. My Facebook page, I'm Joey Awaijin. You can look me up. You can see how to spell my name on on the iTunes or the sportsstuff.com. But that's the idea. The sportsstuff.com is where we want you to go in general. We want you to click on the, there's a button in the center of the page, or the front page of the website that says TSS Sports. Simply click on that, then you can join the boards by clicking register, create your screen name. The uh, forums are broken up in divisions, as uh, and uh, you can t- talk with everybody in the NFC North division, uh, fan fans from all over the NFC North. Uh, would love to have you on those boards. I'd like to see those boards get pumped up a bit. Um, Love to have you on board. That would be very, very cool. Also, don't forget to call into the phone lines, 209-736-7877, 209-736-7877. It is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Mention what show you are calling in. Don't forget to opine and all that good stuff. <laughs> Say anything and everything on your mind. You're more than free to do it. Uh, just be of note that the call will stop. It will disconnect at three minutes. So you're always free to call back if you were finishing up a final point like Anthony was in uh, the KC calls, call, calls, whatever you want to say. <laughs> um, very cool, though. Very cool to have you on board, if you could. Would be so awesome. Um, okay, Facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show. Twitter.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show. Follow and or like those respective pages. We'd appreciate it very so also very much. As you like on Facebook, follow on Twitter. And again, the email account. Paladino Live at Yahoo.com. Paladino Live at Yahoo.com. You're more than like you're more than welcome to say whatever you want there as well. Advertisers, come on, baby. <laughs> Contact the sportsstuff.com. Those of you out there that may think this show is worthy of advertising, this show and others on that website. <laughs> Click the contact us button on the sportsstuff.com. You're also welcome to go there if you think there's something that's valid to complain about this show. So, whatever. It's a free country. <laughs> Nobody has to agree, but you don't have to agree with me, and I don't have to agree with anybody else either. So, there you go. Alright, so, we will be back very shortly <laughs> to preview the Chicago Bears on episode number 99 with Dylan Richardson. Until then, do take care, and yeah, go Vikings. <laughs>